0: This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell. Joining me in the studio, all masked up and socially distanced, is the Toledo Symphony's president and CEO, Zach Basser. On the phone, we have our music director, Elaine Trudell, and also by phone, we have a very special guest who will be familiar to Toledo audiences. Please welcome Chelsea. Chelsea. Tipton. <laughs> Yay. I made that just for you. I should add Chelsea Tipton the second, right?
1: Uh, the second, but it's okay. Uh, you did have a clarinet in there, which is my instrument, so yeah. all's good.
0: You're conducting a concert, which is happening on Sunday, uh, February 28th. It's 8 o'clock p.m. at St. Martin de Porres Catholic Church. This is uh, called On Angels' Wings We Soar to the Light a program in honor of Black History Month, and there's a lot of stuff on here to talk about. But uh, Zach, maybe you can just tell us, now this is for a live audience, right? It is, yes. Okay, so if people want to watch it, they they can't stream the concert, they have to actually go to the the concert, correct. It's, yeah. it's it's the old
2: fashioned way of doing concerts uh, there, Brad. Uh, we're encouraging people to way. see them in person. Yeah. Now this is a, is a wonderful and enduring part of our concert calendar every year. Um, I I love this performance. Uh, the, the The COVID experience will be just as memorable. I think the the instrumentation will be a little bit different, but uh, you know, there's just such a gorgeous church. Uh, St. Martin's has recently uh, uh, updated their HVAC, so I can tell you that it's going to be nice and warm in there as well. The music's yeah. always warm, and the the weather inside will be as well. So I'm looking forward to this one, and so happy to have Chelsea
0: back in town and and uh, and leading this orchestra. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for folks who don't know, uh, Chelsea was for how many years? Seven years, right? Resident conductor here.
1: Seven years. That's correct.
0: Now you're down in Texas with the Symphony of Southeast Texas in. Uh, where are you?
1: It's in Beaumont. Beaumont. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: In Beaumont, Texas.
1: Elaine would say, Beaumont. It's, it's kind of <laughs> French.
2: Elaine, <laughs> can, can we get a Beaumont from you, Elaine?
3: <laughs> Beaumont. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. There you go. That's what I here. Beaumont. <laughs> your best
0: Southeast France accent. Southeast right. France. <laughs> <laughs> right. Beaumont,
1: which, which means, I think, beautiful mountains. And there's not many mountains here in this. Well, beauty is hmm, so so, but we're very close to the uh, Louisiana border. We're about 50 miles from the Louisiana border, so it's very Zydeco-ish, very Louisiana-ish uh, influence in this in this region of the of the of Texas. And we're very close to um, to Houston, so yeah. many of our players, probably about 80 percent of our players, come out of Houston uh, to, to play here.
0: Well, we're glad that you're coming back. You were here a, a few years ago, also conducting a concert at uh, St. Martin's, right?
1: That's correct. Uh, that was my first time returning since I had left. And, um, you know, my, my experience in Toledo was uh, just a really transformative time for me. It was uh, uh, a time where I, I, I got to do a, a tremendous number of concerts in the community, uh, really developed my uh, my. Time, my experience on the podium, uh, my technique on the podium, talking to audiences, and so it, it it really prepared me for this job that I have down here uh, with the with the Beaumont Symphony. So I'm very grateful to what Toulouse gave me during my experience there.
0: Well, we should also mention, of course, that your path and Elaine Trudel's path did not uh, actually meet, so you you guys have never met in person, but you're meeting virtually right now on Toledo Symphony Lab. So, Elaine, meet Chelsea. (laughs) Chelsea, meet Elaine. There we go. Now we've got that out of the way. (laughs) I do have a yay. Hang on. Let me get it for you.
3: Good job, guys. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brad, that's amazing. Elaine, do you want to tell the listeners what that was?
3: That's uh, that's my daughter, Madeleine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you did that. That's so good.
0: You you put her you put her on the phone, and you know I had to use it for add it to my soundboard now. So she is going to be every time that you do something well, you're going to hear this.
3: Good job, oh. guys! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Yay. it. Isn't that nice? I love yeah. it. Okay. So, so,
2: gentlemen, be careful what you say. It can become <laughs> yes. a soundboard
0: icon. It will be immortalized <laughs> through uh, through our program. Uh, well, Chelsea, let's let's get to know you a little better. You know, for folks who who are not familiar with your background, I'm going to pull up a little background music for you, and I get more uh,
2: more clarinet. I can tell more
0: clarinet. <laughs> right. More extra credit. You are a clarinetist. No, no, no. no. You get the same number of points. We should mention <laughs> I have a trombone for Elaine, but we already know his story. It sounds very different in the Mozart clarinet quintet. Yeah. <laughs> so Chelsea, take it back and tell us a little bit about your uh, genesis as a as a musician.
1: Sure. Well, both my parents are uh, musicians. They were music educators. They they taught uh, uh, both in public school and also in the black colleges uh, when I was growing up. Uh, we settled in Greensboro, North Carolina, where my dad was the dean of a, of a all girls, black college, uh, Bennett college. And that's, so that's where I say I grew up, even though I was born in Oklahoma. Uh, my instrument like my dad was the, uh, clarinet and I went to Eastman school of music, uh, majored in, in clarinet. And that's when I started to kind of dabble a little bit in conducting. Um, I taught for a few years, uh, at some colleges, Central Michigan university. Um, and then my first, my, my main, uh, start into professional conducting was with the Savannah Symphony in Savannah, Georgia. I was their associate conductor for four years, and unfortunately, while I was there as their associate conductor, the orchestra went out of business, and uh, I'd already started doing some conducting up in Toledo and uh, was in the, in, the, in the search for the uh, associate conductor position there. So um, I won that position and then moved to Toledo from Savannah and was in Toledo for seven years, and did a ton of concerts, as I said. And um, uh, then I, I, I got a job with the Symphony of Southeast Texas, where I currently currently live. And I've been also six years with the New Haven Symphony up in New Haven, Connecticut, as their principal pops conductor. So I go up there four times a year, and of course not this season because, well, everything that's going on. Yeah. But um, it's, been a, it's been a really, it's been a chance to, to really... Um, get my taste of snow when I go up there. <laughs> and you know, living down here is is great. I, I, I like living in, in a warmer climate. Um, only thing we have here consistently, especially the past four or five years, are hurricanes. So the summers are kind of worrisome, uh, being so close to the Gulf. But um, I'm really grateful for my career. And like I said earlier, I'm really grateful to, to Toledo for all that it gave me during my time there.
0: Yeah! Well, we're glad to have you absolutely good job guys (laughs) good
3: job guys
0: i know your heart is
2: melting elaine every time i I put that on my heart melts every time i hear it yeah now chelsea uh, (laughs) my good friend elaine carroll always tells me how happy she is to work with you in new haven so i'm sorry you haven't been able to get there this year but uh, i know that that's an audience that can't wait for some good pops with you yeah
1: Yeah, I I do four programs up there, and uh, we we do pairs of them. Um, It's been a great experience. Elaine Carroll has been wonderful to work with. She's been a a good guiding force for me as well. Um, Also, a big guiding force for me, too, uh, for many years was Bob Bell um, in in Toledo land. So I've had some good people who have put me on their shoulders and given me some good guidance.
0: Well, let's talk about uh, the music that's on this concert in celebration of Black History Month. Uh, You know, I always, I, I of course, program things around Black History Month, but I also feel like, you know, every month should be Black History Month. But I guess this is an Mm -hmm. occasion, this is an occasion for us to celebrate some composers. And I know there's some pieces on here, Chelsea, that that you have, uh, you know, programmed that you feel are important for audiences to hear uh, the whole program itself starts with the spiritual arrangements by Morton Gould. Now, Morton Gould was not—he mm-hmm. was not a- an African American composer, but he made, like many other uh, white composers, made great use of the spiritual. And right. if you read w- what he wrote about the spiritual, he says, you know that that's what it is. It's spiritual music. It's music that speaks to the African American experience in a way that no other music really can because it contains, you know, the heritage, all the good, all the bad, all of these feelings. It really is sort of like the, the touchstone, I guess, uh, of the African-American experience expressed in music. Now, would you agree with that or what are your thoughts on the role of the spiritual at, at, at large in, in the course of music?
1: Well, I think the the setting that uh, Morton Gould provided for these spirituals is, is a really beautiful setting. Um, it, it conveys certainly the uh, kind of redundant, but it, it, the spirit or the the message behind uh, each of these songs. Uh, Go down Moses, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. It 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 gives the emotions of those spirituals. Now, what's missing, of course, because we're doing it with just strings are the words you know those add an additional it reinforces the, the message but i think Morton gould does a wonderful job of capturing the spirit of the music so even if you don't know the words you do get a sense of the emotions uh that are behind uh behind the, these pieces um they're wonderfully set for the strings um and i've done some of them already with the with the symphony in the past but um it does it does capture the spirit of of these these wonderful pieces
0: absolutely and i mean even if you don't know all the words you you can't help but think of at least the titles or the words you know when you mm-hmm. hear those iconic melodies because they're so well known right and these beautiful beautiful arrangements you also have music by george walker on here his lyric for strings which is just a gorgeous mm-hmm. beautiful piece George Walker, you know, among many other things, was the first African American to win a Pulitzer Prize. This is a, a work that he wrote when he was fairly young, the Lyric for Strings, mm-hmm. which he dedicated to his grandmother. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. And it's it's similar to a Adagio for Strings in that by uh, by Samuel Barber, in that it was taken from a string quartet that he wrote back in 1946. Um, and this is the second movement from the string quartet. Um, and the piece really does work beautifully. It works beautifully as a for an entire string section. Um, it starts off very quiet. It has a big climax. And then it ends quietly. Again, much in the same design as the adagio for strings. But, you know, when we're programming these concerts, we, we want to expose the audience to all types of music. Um, we are, we're just using the string section this time, but there's so much rich, um, repertoire for the strings and the string family. And we're also programming. I'm also try, as I'm, as I'm programming a, a concert, I'm also thinking about what can I say about these different pieces? And, you know, I, I think this is, an, it's, it has the, the essence of a spiritual, but it's not a spiritual, but it has the essence of a spiritual, this lyric for strings by George Walker, and he was one of our very important African-American composers of the 20th century, Pulitzer Prize-winning composers of the 20th century, yeah. um, and he also graduated from my alma mater, of, uh, got his doctorate from Eastman School of Music, you know, back in 1955. Wow. So he's a product of our schools, of our, of our education here, in, <laughs> and he took his career to great heights through his wonderful compositions.
0: I'm curious, looking at the, the list of pieces on this program, you've got some Mozart on here. What was the thinking behind that? Or was that Merwin's idea?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was actually my idea. Um, good music, as Ellington says, good music is good music. It's just great music. And I just feel like that, that second movement from the Ina music, a little bit of night music. We'll be in the evening. Um, we'll be uh, dazzling our audience with some music of the evening. That 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 theme uh, resonated with me to to put on this concert. And you know when I I do concerts Black History Month for ML Martin Luther King program Martin Luther King Jr. program, i i want to have the I want to have the best music possible for our listeners, and that's. Music from all composers. It's just a great, great piece of music. Um, I've gone to concerts where conductors have talked about every piece of music between each piece. That gets really pedantic. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to just to be quiet and let the music speak for itself. Yeah, this
3: is a great piece of music. It's such a beautiful program. I, you know, and I, I had absolutely no oh, hand in <laughs> it. I, I, I just, of course, I, I always see, you know, all the programs that uh, I do, a great majority of them. But when we have somebody that's as competent and knows our orchestra so well, our public so well, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, you just feel like, you know, welcome home. Yeah. But I I do have a special place in my heart for Walker because uh, he did write a really good trombone concerto.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's
3: right.
0: There you go. it's
3: But, you know, Walker was a phenomenal uh, pianist, uh, musician as well. I mean, he played, uh, like, you know, not just his music. He was hired to play Rachmaninoff and Prokofiev concerto and Brahms concerto with like major symphonies uh, everywhere. Mm -hmm. He's a guy who did a lot of firsts. Uh, That was uh, somebody very important. Uh, And and it's funny what you said, um, what you said, Brad, about, you know, yes, like program during, during the month of February but all year long and it's uh, maybe it's my back my personal background i am from but you know I just I, I just want a program I, we just wind up programming music by african-american composers pretty much all the time it's just, yeah. uh, you look at the symphony we have uh, artists and also music uh, the you know when we program the price when uh, we had uh, with Stewart come and play, and we're on program Stuart Speak. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going, wow, I think it's a question of trying to be a uh, contemporary of your time as well and looking what's around you and not, not just keeping your close eyes as, uh, you know, just playing some dead white men music all yeah. the time, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and also, you know, going back to what Chelsea mm-hmm. said by way of Duke Ellington, I mean, if music is good, we want to hear no. it,
3: right? Good, you say. That's it's right. Incredible. The river. What an incredible piece of. Oh, oh yeah. you know, I I I always try to find a place to uh, to okay where we can can we put it. I mean, we're uh, the river. Of course, the, the the and there's some new orchestral version of like uh, black, brown, and Bass, like the the, the version by Terrence um, mm-hmm. Blanchard made a fantastic orchestration. Yeah. In Montreal, we just had the 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 opera written by Terrence Blanchard as mm-hmm. well. I mean. I'm mm-hmm. a promo player. I play a lot with uh, jazz musicians that are great composers as well. And it's like, hmm, you know, I want to, I also i am looking for a place to put that uh, that one hour with Marcel's violin concerto, <laughs> which is such a great thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's very long, but it's very good, you know?
0: Absolutely. We'll just so, play it really fast.
3: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I will say, you know, two composers,
1: uh, two uh, performers and composers that had a great influence on my life has been Duke Ellington and also Wynton Marsalis. Um, Wynton is someone who during the time I was in college was in the eighties. He he was just getting that recognition of of winning all those Grammys. And he's someone who's who's been in my life for a a number of years for a variety of reasons. But that sense of like both he and Ellington making great music, whether it's (laughs) classical music, jazz, new age, um, excellent music uh, transcends all those genres and people, people are attracted to just good music. And so they've really been a, a tremendous influence. And another piece by Ellington, which I've done a number of times, uh, for with the orchestra is Harlem, mm-hmm. which has a great trombone solo yeah. in it as well. Um, and, but you know, Ellington wasn't afraid to go into the concert hall. He wasn't afraid to use a full string section with his music and, instead of just staying in one type of, style of, of composing and, and, and music making.
0: Yeah. Well, you could do a whole program of Duke Ellington music and, and have it all be different, you know.
1: I'm
3: okay the,
2: with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, you know yes.
3: who, who, um, who Ellington makes me think of a lot? And you, you're going to find this totally from left field, but it makes me think of Haydn. Really? And, and yeah. Not, not stylistically, but it's a guy that, you know, he wrote music all the time. And you had to keep a band together all the time, you know, world-class band. And the Heiden was the same thing, right? But it's just different right. language, mm-hmm. different uh, different era. But uh, you have to be a. Not, it's not even being a jack of all trades; being a, a top at your job at everything you have to do. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. and it's just not not just making music, but keeping the the medium of that, that music alive and trying to keep convincing people. That that medium is important and is relevant. He was very,
0: very important. Yeah, he was also. I mean, Haydn was also one of the most original composers of his time, Mm -hmm. and certainly Duke Ellington uh, of his time as well.
2: Have you heard Haydn's version of "Take the A Train"? (laughs) (laughs) I have not heard that. I look forward to that. It's it's really interesting. You should listen to it. I'm sure you have it in your library over there.
0: Yeah. Okay, you, folks. I've been voted off the island. You know it's been good talking to you. <laughs> All right, Zach is good job, leaving. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: Good job, guys. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um,
0: yeah, sarcastic. I see. People. Nobody's going to understand why no. I keep playing. <laughs> that clip of Elaine's daughter but it's it's too good to let go. I'm just picturing this concert though um it, as I understand it, it it's candlelit, oh, right? Yeah. This is one of our our new
2: innovations this year and it's really kind of a a covid response. You know, we think about kind of where we are in this world and and yes there's a lot of light on the horizon i'd say right now but one of the things that a lot of people have been telling us is that they use our concerts as a a space for escape Mm -hmm. and kind of a way to calm their minds and stop thinking about you know the the urgency around us and and that can be really therapeutic so we yeah. started doing back at Thanksgiving was, uh, some of our, our concerts, especially those in churches, bringing several hundred candles, led candles, and setting them up around the musicians and upon the altar and creating this, this very, uh, beautiful space where, um, you can kind of fade into the music and it, it kind of draws your attention into the environment so that the music becomes part of. The space, the the church in this case becomes part of the music and it really draws the the, the viewers in in a, in a, in a uh, multi-sensory way. and and I'm really proud of this and I hope that it's something that we continue doing, but I'm, I'm really excited that we get to add this to the yeah. to the experience at St. Martin De
0: Absolutely. Well, um, I know that we're going to run out of time fairly soon, and I did, I did prepare a quiz, which I want to try to fit in here, because I know you all look so forward to the quiz. And, well, today, yes. Yeah, and, and because Chelsea is our guest, you, you may or may not know that Chelsea is conducted with uh, the great singer Sting, right? Chelsea, you worked with Sting?
1: That's right. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I
0: have a Sting quiz. I have a Sting quiz, right? Okay, so here we go. Let me bring up the Sting quiz music. (laughs) I said
2: Flight Flight of the Bumble Sting.
3: (laughs) I thought they didn't. Okay. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, don't ruin my questions now. Here we go. This is multiple choice, okay? What is Sting's real name? Is it Gordon Timothy Matthew Sumner is it Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner or is it Gordon Thomas Michael Sumner? Well, I knew A, his name B, or C. Gordon, so I got him. <laughs>
1: yeah. A, B, or C. I think A.
0: It's not A. I think B. You got it. <laughs> Very good. Well, you would know. Okay, where does the nickname Sting come from? Does it come from a yellow and black sweater, a yellow and black wool cap, or a yellow and black oversized scarf? Pretty sure it's a sweater. Yay! All right, Zach gets that one. I'm zipping right through it. True or false, lightning kills more people in the U.S. annually than bee stings?
3: <laughs> false.
0: <laughs> you know, Brad, I'm going to go on a limb and say true.
1: <laughs>
0: you a 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on average, 90 people a year are killed by lightning in the U.S., and 50 people a year are killed by bee stings in the U.S., so <laughs> wow. slightly less. Gross. Yeah. How do the bees yeah. know to
2: stay near the storms? That's what I'm I, yeah, I right know, mm.
0: I know. But well, that's not both of them. <laughs> Which of the following jobs does Sting have before his music career? Bus conductor, school teacher, construction worker, all of the above or none of the above? <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm going to give it to Merwin if nobody answers. Let's well, go with all, all of, of the, the above. above. All of the above. That was a tie.
2: Yeah, that's uh, Elaine and Zach.
0: Yeah. All
2: right. Was that Elaine or was that Chelsea? Doesn't matter. Look at me. Okay, Mer-
0: Merwin's going to win anyway. There it is. Okay. Mer- Merwin gets a yeah. point. So we all know the 1973 movie The Sting. Uh-huh. Which person involved with that film did not actually see it until 2004? Was it Paul <laughs> Newman? Was it Robert Redford? Or was it Marvin Hamlish? I'd Which say one of those? it was Paul Newman.
2: <clears throat> I'd say it was Robert Redford. Marvin Hamlish?
0: No, it was Robert Redford. He Really? He did not see oh, wow. the film wow. until 30 years later. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What Sting song uses a musical quote from Prokofiev? Is it Russians? Oh, the Russian. <laughs> Elaine <The Russians. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> knows hey, that hey. one.
3: Lieutenant yeah. TJ. It's from Lieutenant TJ. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I think Elaine's winning this. Uh, I don't know. I think you're all tied. Okay. <laughs> His 2006 album Songs from the Labyrinth features songs of John Dowland. Which of Dowland's songs was not featured on that recording? <laughs> Is it Flow My Tears? Ow. In Darkness Let Me Dwell, or Semper Dowland Semper Dolans, A, B, or C? Got a 33.333 chance.
1: Yeah. C? Letter C. Oh, no, that's right, actually.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I haven't listened to this album in probably a decade. I'm trying to
0: remember the, the track list. Yeah, yeah, Semper Dowland, Semper Dolans is not on there. Yeah. Okay, well, last question. We'll just fit it in. Uh, True or false, the average adult can withstand more than 1,000 bee stings safely. In or out of a lightning storm? As long as they're not allergic. (laughs) 100,000? Is that what you just
1: said? 100,000? No, 1,000 bee (laughs)
0: stings. At once. It's not like cumulative (laughs) over your life. Yeah, no, at once. Uh, 1,000 bee stings at once.
1: They can survive.
3: It sounds like it's impossible, so let's say yes.
0: it's you're saying is true.
3: Well, it, it sounds like it's a, yeah. That's like, it's one of those trick questions, right? Good job, guys.
0: <laughs> Good job. I love. Good
2: job. So follow up question is, is is there a is there a plateau for the number of bee stings that you can actually uh, survive? Like, is,
0: is can you survive two thousand? You'll, you have, survive to, you'll have to do. It, it's actually. I, no, I know I'm not a bee sting master Hang on, quiz master like I actually you. have it here. Okay. Ten stings per pound of body weight. So ah. take how much you weigh. Yeah. And take that times 10. Well, what if you're a
2: very small child?
0: A thousand could really be... Well, you yeah. Know. It's not recommended for children to have <laughs> a thousand bee stings.
2: <laughs>
0: don't, don't try I, this I at home. I a recount. <laughs> don't try this at home, as we often say, on Toledo Symphony Lab. I do want to mention again, the concert is happening uh, Sunday evening, 8 p.m. It is at St. Martin de Porres Church, which is on Bancroft in Toledo. And uh, if folks want information on that and to to get tickets, the tickets are limited. So um, if they're interested in finding out if there are any tickets available, the phone number is 419-241-4544. You can also read more about this concert at uh, ToledoSymphony.com. Chelsea, before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit more about the program on here because, you know, we've talked about... Uh, composers who are no longer with us, and some iconic composers uh, as well. But also, you have some living uh, composers on here, like Jessie Montgomery uh, and her work. And she wrote a piece that is kind of like her reaction to the United States national anthem, called Starburst, and that's paired right. with that's paired with Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is you know commonly known as the Black. National Anthem as well.
1: You want to talk Mm -hmm. about
0: that that programming aspect a little bit?
1: Sure, Um, you know, Jesse is someone who I met on a, I I conducted a a, a tour with the Sphinx uh, a Sphinx ensemble. We went to about 10 different cities and she played violin uh, in that and that's the first time I had a chance to meet her. But she's become just a really prolific and profound composer Um, and this piece, Starburst, I heard um, a, couple, a couple of years ago. And so I suggested to Merwin to see if we could add it to the program. And I think it fits nicely thematically with our theme, which is Angels Wings, We Soar to the Light. Um, it's been a very d- difficult few years for the country. Uh, and it's with the COVID going on. And so I, I think it's a fitting kind of bright way to, to end our concert. Um And I think it's it's a good pairing with Lift Every Voice and Sing, which um, is about people coming together. Now, we won't have people actually singing, but we're going to have people to hum along with us uh, in the in the course of the concert. So it's um it's a it's a nice contrast, and and it's great to do music by composers who are no longer with us. uh, But it's also nice to have a chance to actually, for me to actually call Jesse up and talk to her about her, her piece and of course you know we have pieces like uh, by Mozart they're actually decomposers now so there's <laughs> that
0: <laughs> oh I used the trombone too I was going to say he doesn't early. get a sad trombone on that one <laughs>
2: yay
3: <laughs> we'll give yeah. You that yeah <laughs>
0: well, uh, I imagine it's going to be a very powerful program, mm-hmm. uh, and especially given the surroundings in which you're presenting it, and, and the candlelight setting, and the fact that folks have not really been able to gather uh, as of late. So, the opportunity to come together and to celebrate with this music, and you talk about, you know, people humming uh, that that beautiful melody of "Lift Every Voice and Sing." I can just imagine it's it's going to be a quite a tribute in music.
1: Well, and, and we're always looking for ways to bring the audience onto the stage with us in some way or another. And if they can participate, it just makes it more of a meaningful experience. And that's what we try to create with our programs, um, whether it's at the peristyle um, or it's at the church, ways to connect with the community. And I think that's one of the things that uh, the TSO does so well with not only saying we want you to come to our concerts at our home, the, the homes being the peristyle and uh, the, um, where they do the Pops concerts, we're also willing to go out into the community. Um, it's got to be a two-way street and that's one of the things that TSO does so well.
0: Wonderful. Chelsea Tipson, the director of the music director of the Symphony of Southeast Texas, also the former resident conductor of the Toledo Symphony, making a homecoming appearance on a Sunday evening at 8 o'clock p.m. for this wonderful concert we've been talking about. Chelsea, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the phone, and we look forward to having you here in Toledo.
1: Thank you so much.
0: This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barbara Kern Foundation, You can download episodes of this program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org slash lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple and Google Podcasts. And remember, you can check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony by visiting their website at ToledoSymphony.com and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the TSO's streaming concerts online at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Zach Vassar, Elaine Trudell, and Chelsea Tipton. I'm Brad Cresswell. You've been listening to Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91. Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs>